Welcome back to Beton Engage. Today I have with me Miss Laura Alvarado and Valerie Adame. I said it right. I'm so happy. <laughs> with <laughs> Babies in Baytown, B.I. Bib, Bib. I love that. I just realized, oh, Bib, <laughs> you're going to talk about the first three years organization and the programming. Yes. I'm excited about this because I don't have any kids, but I re- we have so many patrons that come in who need help and access right. about assistance. So let's talk about this. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> I myself was not blessed with any kids, but I have so many that I work with, right. like you, within the community, seven nieces and nephews, four great nieces and nephews. So I think I have my hands full. Uh-huh. And so we're just excited to be here. You know, first three years actually came into Baytown, what well, was maybe four years ago, wanting to do a collaborative with different organizations. And Valerie was here from pretty much the beginning. And so when they got together, they saw the opportunity to apply for this grant. Okay through the Hoff Foundation for Mental Wellness. And so they applied. We were granted the money. It's $800,000 that is being fully invested into Baytown. And then I came on board to help manage this grant for Baytown. I think it was very unique at that time. And Valerie was one of those that was pushing the application to me. You need to be a part of this group. They're needing someone. The mayor came to me. Have you heard of babies in Baytown? Or at that time, time it was just first three years right and we're sitting here with a woman also who came up with this name babies and baytown this is your baby this is (laughs) her baby and so we you know we were all sitting in a group we have different organizations as part of babies and baytown because it's a real true collaborative we have ymca we have church women united care center we have the city of baytown head start harris county start harris county Public. Public health and just a, a slew of organizations that are part of this collaborative in Lee College. So one day we were sitting around the table because our true collaborative name at the time, and remember, our one of our focuses is to have parents engaged okay. with the collaborative. So at that time, our group was named SOCI, which was the S O C I Systems of Care Initiative. That's, oh, that's what it lot. was. Mm-hmm. So when you're out in the community and we're wanting parents to join, oh, I want you to join this systems of care initiative it's way too much it's way too much and Mm -hmm. it may be intimidating so we sat around the table and we're like what should we name this and we're everybody was doodling because again we wanted it to be a consensus a collaborative effort we had parents there at the table and next thing we know babies in baytown was born and as we're looking at the acronym valerie goes oh it's bib yeah (laughs) perfect it was perfect our logo actually includes a bib um, so it was just a natural fit because of the work that we're doing and so uh, really Babies in Baytown it, it's just a group of collaborative partners along with parents in the community trying to come up with solutions that will enhance the lives of our families with small children so we're dealing with just those that are ages 0 to 3 and what we wanted to do is not just bring the parent into the fold because we know they can't do it alone right, right? right. every parent needs help, whether it's the grandmother, the aunt, the uncle, the child care provider, whoever it is, we're lumping them all into what we call caregivers. So we help parents and caregivers who want to be part of the collaborative to put those solutions together because I could be sitting as the systems manager for this group and I think we need to do this. I think we need to do that, but it may not be exactly what the parent is looking for, which is 
why it's so important to have them at the table because they're the ones driving all of our initiatives. And what's great is that you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Everyone came together because so many people try to do separately things Mm -hmm. and you're missing the mark. You're you're thinking one thing, you're thinking something else, but coming together at the table, all of you, and making bib. I love it. Exactly. You're now able to have a better reach in the community. Absolutely. And actually our collaboration discussed that the whole, one of the whole points of the organizations being involved in the collaboration was to prevent duplication of efforts yeah. so that we could combine resources and not do the same thing three different areas and also of I think I'm not a parent but just hearing the struggle of I have to go here here and here mm-hmm. it's really helping the parent or the caregiver mm-hmm. one stop shop and then you distribute who can handle what but exactly. they're going to one location or one person because who wants to run around it may be transportation issue different issues of why they can't get around you have children absolutely zero to three you can't get around as easily as you want to (laughs) yes and love inc has a really great model for that and we're just so happy that they are part of our collaborative because often they'll call us with their needs and we can just say love inc does this or call two on one or and we are that resource hub and so and resource hub is important exactly and sterling library is a very important thank you very much thank you very much very grateful for the partnership (laughs) thank you thank you we feel we consider ourselves an information hub yeah. honestly people do come here and then ask us and now we can say we have information I think at the front here one stop shop mm-hmm. and that's that's a benefit I think and I think with COVID happening made everyone start thinking how can we be a one anyone how can be one yeah. location because people don't want to drive around they can't get around like that it's not as exactly. easy exactly so yeah. you discussed the grant so tell me what is the community impact fund and who's eligible for it right well you know and before Valerie gets to that and so one of the things I mentioned eight hundred thousand dollars right and we we came to a point where we were trying to do as much as we can virtually because right when we were getting our gears in you know the pandemic came and Mm -hmm. we were able to execute some of our community surveys community conversations virtually but we knew that just like any other grant in our reporting process well how much money did you spend this year in your efforts and the tedious part exactly Mm -hmm. the tedious part and i i was telling a group of parents the other day during our community group it's like you know that movie Pretty Woman and she's going into the store I have this money and that's somewhat (laughs) how we felt but we knew that we don't want to spend money just to spend it just because we have it we need to make sure the money is impactful to the community and to the parents and so that's when I started brainstorming with Valerie and and she'll she'll kind of explain the rest of the process but I wanted to to kind of put that in there absolutely yes yes and and going back to the whole vision of of our collaborative being one that involves the parents throughout the whole process. We were talking about how can we have this funding help the parents to have an effect in their own community. Parents, caregivers, local community leaders in a neighborhood, Mm -hmm. other organizations that may not already be part of our collaborative. We all know that there are very small micro organizations in the neighborhoods that get a lot done to help people, but they may not have a lot of resources. And so we started talking about how could we take this funding that we have 
use it responsibly and also empower and even teach the community how to get funding, how to apply for it, how to receive it, and then have a small impact in your area. And when we when we did the grant the first time last year, by that point, all the survey work that we had done had created our Thrive Factors. Okay. And so both the grant when we did it last year and the current grant that we'll be doing, we've decided that your project that you get grant money for, it would have to incorporate one of these five Thrive Factors because these are the Thrive Factors that the parents have identified that they would like. From your our, surveys that you right. took. Right. And those are early care and education, which that's certainly my baby because I'm the president of Church Women United and Church Women United Child Care Center. And so we take care of children from zero to four. And um, that's really what got me involved with Babies in Baytown. But our parents felt like that was the number one priority also. Uh, parks and open spaces. Mm-hmm. Now, to explain that, that means what amenities do our parents have in parks and open spaces that are helpful for very small children? Because a lot of things we have are great for five and up, but right. maybe you don't have something for the crawlers and the little toddlers. We see a lot of parks in Houston and other big cities that incorporate learning activities in the park. That would be great for zero to three. Living wages and local wealth and assets. So that is not only trying to help families and households get living wages, but also financial literacy, learning how to save money, learning how to avoid the dangerous financial traps. So let me pause you for a second. So with that, like maybe classes on how to manage your money, classes on maybe doing your resume is going to help you pinpoint where you need the help and help you in those areas, finances, resume writing, even job hunting, because some may not really understand how to go about that. Oh, I like that. Exactly. And one of the things that we did when we came up with these is, you know, we were thankful to Jamie, uh, the library director, (laughs) who really helped us work through our strategic goals. But we wanted them to know, okay, what can we as babies in Baytown do? And what can we champion other organizations in the city? And a lot of this with living wages, local wealth and assets, it was just mainly about knowledge. The city uh, overall, different organizations within the city are doing a lot of these different workshops, Mm -hmm. but do the parents really know about it? And, you know, I I know a lot of organizations, even like ourselves, try to get the information out there. Mm -hmm. But I think the more that other organizations point them to that, the the better. And some of them were even like, you know, how do I get, you know, get help in buying my first home? That's local assets, you know, and I want to start a business. How do I do that? Um, I want to start saving for my baby now for their college education. How do I do that? So those are all some of the things that they identified within this particular area. Yeah, you'll notice that all five of these are very important to (laughs) just about anybody in the community. Also, arts and cultural expression, which even doubles into parks and things that are in your neighborhood. That one's a little more familiar to people. Uh, Look, feel, and safety. Mm -hmm. That's a very broad topic, but within their neighborhood or their community, there there could be anything that they could do as a small project that would relate to look, feel, and safety. However, all five of these categories, when you're planning a project that you're going to apply for funding for, do need to affect families or households with children zero to three. Right. So whatever that project is that you would be applying for the grant for, you need to be able to demonstrate how it's going to positively affect households that have children zero to three. And we keep going back to, it doesn't have to be parents. I, at, at the child care center, we have a lot of households that are grandparents who right. are raising 
raising their grandchildren. Yes. It yes. could be an aunt, an uncle, or someone who's fostering. And they get left out of the conversation yes. so much. And people don't realize a caregiver can be anyone mm-hmm. that's taking care of these children. Absolutely. Grandparents come in here all the time with their grandkids in the summertime or after school. They're the ones picking them up from school sometimes. And the parents are at work. The aunts, the godmothers. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And we, we get left out. And we, sometimes we feel like we don't have a voice because we don't have the children. But we really do have a voice if we do have a part in taking care of the kids. I right. love that. And I think parks are listening because right now parks are redoing parks yes. in Baytown. I keep saying parks. But they're trying to add those amenities. So it's, it's not just, I believe in they're being you're being heard because they're making yep. those changes. Absolutely. Right. And and I want to stress if anyone has questions, if, if they investigate this grant, this micro grant, as we call it, mm-hmm. to reach out to us because we cannot actually help a person do the grant, but we can offer them a lot of information and examples. And speaking of how we put together the grant, yes. which that's where, where I helped Laura with actually creating the form that's a Google form, easy to do online, just okay. like filling out a questionnaire. Um, but we, we were trying to decide the best way to make it easier for people in our community or small organizations to apply for the grant. And we looked at what some other organizations were doing. And we found out that Healthy Outdoor Communities in Houston had a phenomenal, simple, easy to fill out grant that was on Google Forms. And then Laura, being involved with the city, looked at the Neighborhood Empowerment Grant yes. and how much they simplified that. And to make it approachable and equitably open to all in the community, I think that's what's important. I think people hear grant writing and they totally... Very intimidating. Ah, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay, but I'm, it's nice that everyone's making it so simple and easy to get to and make it... You have ownership now. Like you, you see a problem, you're not aware of what you can do. You're making it easy to... Sh- here's your imprint. Here how you can, you can do it. It's simple. There's so many resources to get that done. Right. And that's one of the things that we identified when we went through the first grant you know there's learnings always along the way and we're like you know what we should have done some technical workshops you know of course we're not going to call them technical workshops no. <laughs> we're, we're trying to simplify, have, simplify yeah. and have more relatable language and so we just called them community what did we call them like community workshops or I don't remember what we called them to, to make sure that parents knew hey we're here to help because more people than yeah. you know are not tech savvy they feel yes. that they're not yeah. and, and I say if you have a smartphone believe me you're tech savvy you don't even realize it but yeah. it's because it's such a second nature for you to just be on your phone so it's a mini computer it's simple and many mm-hmm. just want to know how do I do this one thing right so when you say let me show you how to do this one thing you feel mm-hmm. empowered like oh I can do more and I can yeah. do more absolutely well absolutely. I want to assure everyone listening since I'm the one that created the Google form that this is beyond easy <laughs> I mean the <laughs> questions are very simple language and you're going to find that it's no more difficult than filling out a form to enroll your child in Girl Scouts or something right, like that. Right. There is a portion where you have to describe, not in a technical manner, but describe in your own words what your budget would be for the project. And, you know, last year we awarded five. I think Laura's going to talk a little bit about that, but they can apply for a hundred to a thousand. I believe I have that right. Yes. And so they can pick the number. And one other thing that they need to consider is trying this small project is a way for them to just kind of expose themselves to these opportunities and become a partner with Babies in Baytown right. because they may go through this experience and then they may want to be more involved in how we're having an effect in the community. Let me ask this question. So they want to fill the grant out. They want to fit into one of the categories. What if they're not really sure which category they want to apply?
apply for? Are you able to help them kind of figure out their need or their want in the area? Or should they already have an idea of what they're trying to do the impact on? Well, I think if they are needing assistance with it, they can certainly call us and and we can work through that. And one of the things that we also want them to show is that they're working with others. Okay. So we can't be like, okay, I'm Laura. I have this idea. I think it's awesome. Let me apply, but I'm going to do it all on my own. No. We really want them to show that they're working with their neighbors or they're coming to the library and asking to partner on a project. And so we want them to do that because that's the whole thing that, I mean, we're a collaborative and we want others to to be able to group and and do a project. And And if they have their own neighborhood group or organization, that qualifies. Yes, it makes it easier. So what organizational individuals received the grant in 2021? Well, we ended up doing, I think it was $4,500 in grants last year. And so we had the organization called React in a Heartbeat, who does infant and toddler CPR, adult CPR. And so they recognized because I I ended up taking one of their classes when one of my great nephews was going to be born. And I said, you know what? I think I need to take this infant CPR thing. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought of them because we're, you know, we're throwing it out, you know, on social media, we're doing this. And then I was doing individual outreach. And so she let me know that they hadn't done any classes in Spanish. And we're all about ensuring that we reach out to folks that are, you know, Spanish speaking or Mm -hmm. or other languages. We were very invested in that. And so we thought, this is an awesome idea. I didn't think about doing a a CPR class in Spanish. And so I said, that would be a great project. And so they applied for that to do a Spanish infant CPR class. Head Start, Early Head Start is doing a project. It's called Beautiful Oops. Oh, so apparently it's a book. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, so I should look that up. Yeah, and um, believe it's a, a book, and it's called Beautiful Oops, and they're doing an art in the park, oh, um, nice. and that's coming up on April the seventh. It'll be at the Sterling Library, oh. and so that's the thing. Groups have a whole year to do their project. Oh, good. So they're they were awarded last May, and so they have until the end of June this year to complete their project. And then we had the Moms Club of Baytown. I was very impressed with this group and it was a mom who moved here from a different country, felt she didn't know anybody, she needed support for her little one, so she created this mom's club. Nice. And so they're they're doing a project to give moms and babies a head start. So what they identified is like moms who were, you know, either pregnant or just had little ones and then needed help. And so they gather different resources in the community, so they give them welcome baskets. They they do all these things, you know. They meet here monthly. You, yes, they they're, meet they're, here monthly. It, it, it has they turned into through, a yes. big group. Mm-hmm. The library yes. also applied and received a grant to do a uh, it was a Spanish story time based on a certain curriculum. Nice. And so our other recipient was the Church Women United Child Care Center and they're doing fun activities with learning and singing and all of that as well within their, their family. So we had a really great group and, you know, this next round of funding, it doesn't discount any of these groups, but we really want to make sure that other groups know. It's kind of, exactly. Yes. It's mm-hmm. kind of like I served on the city's CDBG or CDAC, Community Development Advisory Committee, before I came on council, and we were just so ecstatic anytime a new organization came in requesting mm-hmm. funding, and I think that's how we're going to act. Like, we're not going to turn any of the previous grantees away. But it's lovely seeing others like, exactly. oh, hear about it and want yeah. to try to you know about this. Let's get let's yeah. do a, a project.
perfect. So, so we talked about the grant. Where can the community find and apply for the grant? Yeah. Our grant, we have it on Facebook. So Babies in Baytown is on social media. We're on Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. We have a website. And we have a website as well. Social Media Baytown. So (laughs) we're just trying to get the word out. But we're also working with our partner agencies, the YMCA, the city, the library, Mm -hmm. all of our different partner agencies. We not only send them the grant information, but we ask them to send it out to the clients that they serve as well. And so... We also have this really cool service called Bright by Text, okay. which it will be going out on there as well. And as I mentioned earlier, moms need a lot of help, right? Yes. And when I was talking to Moms Club on Saturday, it's like, you guys are juggling so much. Do you have time to stop and read an email? And every single one of them said, oh, no, I have like 400 emails and probably all of them have been unread. <laughs> so that was one of the questions that we asked when we first did our community survey how do you best like to receive information? Text message. Let's send it out on text message. I know the city has a text message service. The school district has a text message service and they love it. And so we've implemented a text messaging service for babies in Baytown. And so events, programs, news, whatever it is, we push it out on text message. But of course, parents have to subscribe. Right. Organizations have to subscribe to get the messages. And what's cool is that the messages we serve not only serve the zero to three, but it serves zero to eight. And, and it is free, but they just have to subscribe. Exactly. One more layer of helping them get the communication. One more layer. Let's make it easy is, for you. Email is just overwhelming. Yes. You, even, I have yeah. thousands that have... <laughs> I don't, like, what is this? I was just Ditto. thinking, a lot of these parents <laughs> think that they're alone, they're, they don't realize that everybody yeah. has that And when problem. you open your email, like... <gasps> Yes. And yeah. I look at my sisters and how she has it so organized. I'm like, mm. oh, my God, I have five different emails I have to manage. Yeah. And it's like, I have seven. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's let's not even talk about it. Yeah. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> So how can more Baytown families and organizations learn more about babies in Baytown? Well, we actually really just covered that. We, we did. We got ahead of you a little bit. But okay. again, I personally also serve on the Promise Center board, and, and we deal with a lot of parents who tell me that they don't use Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you hear us a lot say that it's on Facebook, and it is. Our Babies in Baytown page is very easy to find on Facebook and Instagram. However, the website has right on the home page a quick link for this grant. So if you don't like to use Facebook, you can go to the website and it is there. We're going to have information for you with Laura's email and she can answer those questions by email and we don't mind even doing a phone call. So it's really easy. There's really yeah. no point of contact that we're not offering you. Right. Now let me ask because some do not use any form of technology. I do not want to go to the website. Can I pick up a packet from somewhere? Is that possible to pick up a packet? I think we can bring in some flyers here to the library okay. that has all of that information. So we still have time. So the deadline for the grant is March the 30th. Okay. Is it the 30th it's or the 31st? 31st. And the form could be printed and hand filled out. Oh, we yes. would certainly accept one right. that was filled right. out. Because Absolutely. it's a small few probably who do not want to yeah. resisting the technology. <laughs> I will say that what I like about these forms, because we use them a lot at the Child Care Center and the Promise Center also, is they work spectacularly on your phone. Oh, nice. Um, yes. There's 
something about how they work with a smartphone. They actually work better than they do when you're on your computer. Oh, so okay. it's it's just incredibly simple to fill out on the phone. That's but we good. would in no way discriminate against someone who wanted to print it, fill <laughs> no, it out, absolutely. and turn it in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And one of the, the things that I want to add in, in terms of being a part of Babies in Baytown and not, yes, we want them to do the grant, but we also want them to, to really look at who the organization is, what we're about, and the grant that we received from the Hawk Foundation, it covers five years. So oh. they will have me administering this grant for the probably the next two Three years. Well, they are extending it because of COVID, mm. but they're trying to figure out how much more funding to give us because it's not just us. It's 10 other organizations okay. that got a grant under this organization. And so they'll probably have me for another three years based on the extension. And after that, we really want the community and the organizations to take ownership of babies mm. in Baytown. So because I still live here and I will be living here, I can pop in, I can see how things are going. Right. etc. But we want the parents and the organizations to take leadership of the group. And so we want to set them up. We'll, we'll have time to do some really good training on, on succession and what is it going to look like? How can you get other funding? Which is really why I love the city's empowerment grant because that's a revenue stream for this group. Rotary Club, you know, all Optimist Club, all of these other great organizations that give money to nonprofits and other types of things. And so we really want to set this group up for success. And I, I just can't say enough of it. I've, I've been having a great time uh, managing this project. Again, it's people that I've been dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. You're doing with, great work. Y'all are both doing amazing yes. work. Our kids, our babies need it. And our caregivers mm -hmm. need the extra support. Yes. You know, when you feel like someone's listening and someone's helping me, it's like an extra weight off of your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And being able to go to one location, one stop yes. and get the help and taking ownership. You're going to to teach someone up to be able to do what you're doing mm -hmm. to continue the help because we don't want to see this stop. Absolutely. You don't want to see the next three years it's just a halt. And like, yeah. what, what happened? What happened to babies? What happened? what happened to Bib? <laughs> what happened to the Bib? You know, so we don't want that to happen. Right. You know, anything else you want to add? One other thought yes. I have about this grant is, and I own my own business, so I think of things in, a, in marketing terms often. If you are a person in the community who has really had a vision in your mind and you've always thought, I don't really know how to get it started and I don't know how I would get the funding to kick it off and get things going. This is a great opportunity to apply for this grant, to start pulling in others in your neighborhood or your community to help you with this project. And from a marketing perspective, once you get a project under your belt and you have pictures and the story to tell about that project, it makes it a lot easier to ask for more funding down the road. Mm -hmm. The storytelling, the, the yes. proof of impact, the proof of help is really, really important. Absolutely. Really important. And then eventually they could go to the city's community empowerment grant or the CDBG funds right. to get that. Yes, so and opens I, so many doors. It absolutely. Opens doors. And I can assure them that Babies in Baytown down the road will be supporting parents to apply for those type of grants. I love it. I love yeah. it. Hopefully. Yeah. No, it will happen. It will happen. We're going to get many applications. That's many right. Many people taking ownership is going to be great. Put it out into the universe. Yes, <laughs> we have to. We have to have the positive in the universe. Valerie, Laura, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I love what you're doing and we really need this to continue and grow. If I had babies, you know, I'd be right here at Bib, you know, but, you know, I'll definitely be here. But thank you so much for doing this. I think it is an amazing, amazing organization and the impact, I can truly see the feel of it. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. I appreciate you having us. Thank, thank you. you so much. Anytime. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.